subscribe. We all black women. Big ol' like I love it. Dark complexion. I think that's how the song is called. Um, hi, welcome back. This is Bush T. Is not a reggae radio station. I'm sorry if you were confused. My name is Dana D, and I am the host for this wonderful podcast. Um, yeah, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> so the topic today is one that I'm really passionate about, and I'm going to try my best to contain it and not make it twenty thousand hours long because I literally can talk about this all day. It is about being a black woman. Mm. And fun fact, if you did not know, disclaimer: I am a black woman. And I am a Bahamian black woman, and I just want you to know that if talking about the black experience is something you are not comfortable with, I can let you know right now, baby, this ain't the episode. <laughs> Slide on over <laughs> to another podcast, and it's okay. You can come back to the next one, but I'm going to get deep, and if you're not comfortable with that, just want to let you know ahead of time. But yeah. This episode is going to be about being a strong black woman and what that really entails, what that really looks like, and how it truly affects us. So yeah, I'm going to read an excerpt real quick that I wrote like last summer, and then we're going to get into the episode. Stay tuned. This is something I wrote back in June of 2019. It's not necessarily like formal grammar or whatever, but yeah. The truth about being a strong black woman. Ooh, child. Ain't nothing like a strong black woman, they say. You damn right. (laughs) But really, though, we go through so much just to be mistreated and expected to act like nothing ever happened. And have the bravest face going into the world. I have a message for y'all. We tired. Especially when it comes from our own. (laughs) We are tired. And the saddest part is we've seen this picture of us painted so much that we are innate to it. It's like, I'm enduring so much, but my assumption is, this is who I am. I just got to push through because that's what black women do. And we continue on with our lives without acknowledging any possible toxic relationships or persons in our lives. We endure. We have to take care of ourselves, queens. It's time. We shouldn't be strong because we have to be. Just strong because we are. So, um, this topic is so huge to me. It is so huge. And to put it in, um, in just a few words like I did previously would not be worth. Um, So I'm going to try my best to contain myself when talking about this because I do want to continue this topic like with different people, like different episodes, bringing them in from, well, we don't know about the in-in pod because coronavirus, but (laughs) um, listening to different perspectives and insights and experiences because um, we are amazing as black women. And we are so complex and not complex in a way that we are complicated because don't get it twisted, but complex in a way that we are full of different layers. There's more than one type of black woman. There's no box. We ain't into all that. Um, If you're watching from the YouTube, by the way, this sweatshirt, 
there go my phone. It's like a, <laughs> the sweatshirt that I have on, where it says the black women are greater than, period, um, is from My Pride Apparel. They are sponsoring me. I just like the way they dance. That's nuts. But I really like the sweatshirt. It's very appropriate for this episode. But yeah, so let's get into Dana's tea of this topic. So when I looked up the word strength on Google, I got the definition, the quality or the state of being physically strong. What mm, and the word physically stood out to me because um, as a black woman is more than being physically strong that you need to make it in this world. Um, it's really mental <laughs> and, and mental strength is really what it is and emotionally too. But mental strength is really what it is because we constantly endure. And that is the perfect word. We endure. Um, there are different setbacks. Um, in our life that we go through, um, the first thing, and I am going to read on my notes because I'm really trying to contain myself. This is my topic, y'all. <laughs> uh, the first thing I, I wrote down was colorism. Light skin versus dark skin, 4C th- versus 3A, child, natural hair community, all of that. We deal with that constantly from the beginning of time. <laughs> like, and especially, um, where I grew up in the bomb, and scholarism was big, man. I mean, I am not a dark-skinned girl. I'm also not light-skinned. So I always felt growing up that I didn't get the short end of the stick because I wasn't dark-skinned, but I also wasn't the prettiest because I wasn't the lightest. You know, I just passed. That's my, that's, that was my idea of myself growing up. I just made it, so I was all right. Um, we also got to deal with racism. I don't think I really need to explain that one because if you're one of those people who are like, and 2020 people aren't racist, leave my page immediately. Or actually, no, leave my page <laughs> immediately. This podcast ain't for you, boo boo. Unless you feel like you get some insight and learn some, but this podcast ain't for you. We also have to deal with sexism. That should not have to be explained as, as well. That That should not have to be explained. Colorism, you know, leads to insecurities. It leads to skin bleaching. It leads to the perms. And this is not to, like, shame people for doing that. However, there are people who experience those things because they are not confident in themselves because they never experienced a positive. What am I trying to say? (laughs) They never had positive reinforcement when it came to their skin tone or their natural hair texture something simple as that can really scar somebody for the rest of their lives i mean i was i have i have too been a victim of the just for me box i i did burn my hair and i i never learned to love it until much later in my life when i was like 15 16 and you know sexism other than you know being treated poorly because you're a woman but also like low pay rates pay rates Mm -hmm. low pay rates and not getting the job you deserve or being judged as a leader like in leadership positions I oof you can't apparently you can't be a leader if you're a woman especially a black woman ooh ooh especially if you're a black woman you're immediately too sassy too bossy you're a am I gonna curse on the podcast I don't know like 
<laughs> I've gotten that a lot in my position. I'm not even a rowdy person. Like I've I've gotten those names in my leadership positions, and that's crazy. But also like your idea of your love life as a black woman changes too because you're already insecure about the fact that you're not light skin and your hair not curly. Who's gonna love you? <laughs> you know? And that's a small way to put it. And like I said, I'm trying to contain myself because if you know me, I could talk about this for days and I'm trying to save it. But yeah, that's something that stood out to me, specifically the love life. And like I said before in my little excerpt that I read, that's all we see is a strong black woman. So I thought about it. It's like, what did I see? Representation that word grace all we see in films and tv shows and we read in books black women endure we are like the backbone of any like black story but we don't really get the glory for it so we just endure and endure you know what i'm saying we just there to pick up the load and push through and fight off people for our children and our black men but nobody fighting for us that's what i see but the love life <clears throat> oops sorry the love life specifically stood out to me because um i often thought for a long time that love requires some type of minor or major trauma or or issue I mean you're gonna have your roadblocks and your setbacks in any kind of relationship or anything in life there are gonna be some complications you're gonna have to fight and overcome however as a black woman I feel that is thrown upon us that we're supposed to be some type of ride or die all the time so if he cheats that's okay we can work through it if he, I don't know, if he hit, I mean, I don't want to say physical abuse, but we could work through it. He says, sorry, you know what I mean? Just different things like that. And even the movies that we watch, like, for, for example, my favorite movie, and still one of my favorite movies, is Love and Basketball. And in Love and Basketball, when I was younger, it was so cute to me. Um, how Quincy and Monica were so in love and when we get and we see them in college and they're having their troubles and Monica's like, I my education, like this is really important and I wanna help you and I wanna talk, but this is going on too, like and this is not me ignoring you, this is saying that just like you <laughs> you in your career, I need to take care of you too. And that upset him that she chose herself. And it wasn't in a selfish way. It wasn't in a F you, Quincy, I could care less if you drop out. The, you know, it wasn't about that. It was the fact that she had this opportunity that he knew that she was working for, but still wanted her to choose him. <laughs> and when I was younger, I was like, why does Kelly break curfew? She used to be straight. But now I'm older and I'm looking back like, sir, are you serious? <laughs> and this is a minor example. There are definitely other movies, The Best Man. And, and ooh, Baby Boy is full of toxicity. Ooh, ooh, Baby Boy is terrible. 
but we often see the black woman holding her life back or restraining herself or when she does choose herself she's like thrown to the side <laughs> in every love story like i want you to sit down and think about it the only the only movie that i could think about was the recent one with Issa Rae, um the photograph where she really had to go through nothing and i think that's why i had a hard time <laughs> enjoying it looking back because there was no drama i was like oh my gosh where's the where's the fights where's the this is what this is what we go through and it's like no it don't it don't gotta be that dramatic it doesn't have to be that toxic it doesn't have to be that negative you can just you know be in a relationship and be loved shocker and be respected <laughs> you lie i didn't know <laughs> so that's something we really need to take about tank about yes bahamian just snuck right in there but like I said, black stories are full of struggle, full of struggle, and they end in triumph, but it's very rarely seen that the black woman gets to reap the benefits of that triumph. We get the short end of the stick. Big facts. And I'm really trying to think of positive women in film, um, positive black women in film and television that did not have to go through a bunch of stuff to prove their worth in life. And I can only think of Claire Huxtable. And she still had a little moment where they wanted her to talk about the black issues. And she was like, you know, neck roll, neck roll, and told them off. <laughs> but yeah, moving on to my notes. Come on, Dana. Moving on to the notes. Um, another thing I want to talk about um, with the black women, short end of the stick and being stronger than we need to be is the doggone feminist movement. I do believe in equal rights of men and women. Yes. I do not call myself a feminist because that movement is the most whitewashed thing. They just throw that whole thing in bleach. That movement does nothing for me. And essentially, I say that because I feel like that movement really wants me to choose between being black and being a woman. And I don't have the privilege to be a woman one day and black the other day. That's not how it works. I am a black woman. <laughs> Boom, package deal. I can't separate that. And so when I see hashtag feminist, down and they ain't talking about nothing. Where were y'all with Sandra Bland? You know what I'm saying? Where were y'all? Ooh, my brain is rolling. Where were y'all with all the different? Where were y'all? Where were y'all? Where were y'all with the R. Kelly? situation with all those young black girls where y'all was i mean i was there they were women did that not ring a bell with you no i'm saying this don't call me a feminist please don't i identify with them people's dying them that is dana <laughs> I don't have the privilege to separate my color from my gender. And that's on a period. <laughs> um, and sticking to my notes, I'm going to really bring myself into this. Because I've noticed, like I said earlier, I thought for a long time that enduring and just pushing through struggles and not saying anything, I'm like being strong is what I was supposed to do. And I'm going to give, like, a broad summary because I ain't going to go into detail because not everything is y'all business. Like, I ain't, you know, 
all the P's and Q's and my Genesis to Revelation. Y'all need to know everything. But I am still being transparent <laughs> about what I've experienced. Um, I definitely stayed in a relationship, my last relationship. That's probably why I'm, I'm tired of my next relationship that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but I stayed entirely too long, and I knew in my heart that it was time to go. But in my head, I was being the strong black woman that I was called because I was called a strong black woman in a relationship and that I unconsciously was taught and I was innate to that behavior. So I had to see it through. It was just like a really dark tunnel and I had a lighter that kept going out. But I had to get through because there was going to be brighter light at the end of this tunnel. It had to be. had to be. But in reality, I was inside a hole and I was just digging myself deeper rather than a tunnel with a pathway to lead me out. And <laughs> I just kept going, kept going until something really bad. And what other words can I use other than negative? But it really impacted me mentally and physically. And I, that was like, okay. Cut it out. Cut off. All right. No. <laughs> this relationship is over. And to this day, no contact. But yeah. But it's not even just like within relationships. It's within defending yourself in different situations. Like I said in a previous episode, I had a professor that bullied me and I didn't really speak up about it because I thought that was a part. And especially because he was a black man too. And there is... That's another episode, too. Black men versus black women. The miscommunication in our community, which is why we always beef in. But that was something for me to, like, push through because I'm like, mm, I'm going to show this black man that I am amazing, whatever, whatever. But in reality, I could have stood up and be like, I don't appreciate your tone because we are adults. I was an adult. I still am an adult. And he was an adult. And we could have had an adult conversation. Or I could report this behind to the... um. <laughs> Instead of looking student, whatever, I don't know where you report professors. But I could have done that too. I could have stood up for myself, but I was like, I'm going through this. It's going to make me a stronger person. That's great. It also made you a really sad and depressed person and <laughs> um, ruined your relationship with music. Dana, you know, but you were trying to be strong because that's what you thought you were supposed to do. Or even, um, I think the big one of the biggest things that happened to me um, in my last year of school was uh altercation that happened between my organization and another yeah I'll keep you like that I'll keep it cute and <laughs> I was just it wasn't a physical altercation looking back I I the the really bad part of me which is like two percent of me would kind of wish it was because oh I was angry and I don't get angry a lot I don't get angry I I'm disappointed is a um, emotion that I often relate to in situations that turn bad but angry that was the first time I was angry in forever and I was shaking like I was crying and it wasn't because I was sad it was because I was angry and overwhelmed and I wanted to bust them and they know us but I couldn't because I had to be strong and I had to be a representation of what my organization stood for and I 
you know, my head up, my chin up. I was respectful. I didn't say anything disrespectful, no bad words, anything, even though it was definitely being thrown at me and my executive boy. But I had to be the example and show that that was not going to bother me or deter us. But I remember at the end of that altercation, one of my e-board members came up to me and hugged me and she was like, you're so strong. You're so strong. And she hugged me for a really long time. And in that moment, I wanted to just drop and be like, I don't want to be strong. I'm tired of being strong. That was one of the, that was like the cherry on top for that semester. And yeah, school was really hard to finish after that. I had like a semester and a half left and it was really hard to get through. But that was the cherry on top of everything that I already endured. And I didn't want to be strong. And I think admitting to how I feel and how um, certain things affect me and defending myself is where the real strength is. <laughs> and like I said in the beginning, black women, a lot of complexities. Like, there's a lot to talk about with this topic alone, and we'll definitely be talking about it more. But yeah, that's something that stands with me to this day as I go through life in this um, white supremacist country. Um, it's crazy out here. It's hard. Do you ever, like, sit down? Women are not just black in general. Do you ever sit down and think about how hard it is to be black in this country? Um, and you can't dwell on it too long because you will send yourself in a dark, dark circle. But we're here. We're still here. Gonna be here. I'm I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. This is just something to think about. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna end it with a with this. Um we are strong. We are strong. And I believe you are strongest when you acknowledge that you're not. That is where your true strength lies. Being honest with yourself and loving and protecting what's yours, which is really you. So, yeah, stay tuned for more stuff on Bush Tea. This is the end of the episode. Did I do a good job of containing myself? I don't know. Y'all let me know. This is a nice little juicy topic, though. I can't wait to talk about it some more and get this sweatshirt in probably, like, four different colors. <laughs> My apparel, if you want to, like, brand ambassador, hit me up. But yeah, thank you for listening. That was the chair making noise. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at underscore Bush T. Or if you want to follow me on my personal um, Instagram at I am D-A-Y-M-A-H. No other way. We are available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. We also have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe so you can keep updated with new episodes and new videos. You never know what content drop i don't even know so yeah thank you so much for listening and i'll see you on the next episode